Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, John Erez, and welcome to another edition of the Views from the John podcast. Today's date is Tuesday, May 26th, 2020. Thanks for tuning in today. All right, let's dive right into things, shall we? Uh, It is a beautiful Tuesday afternoon here in the Boston, Massachusetts area. It is uh, officially summer here. Uh, based on the weather. It is in the 80s outside right now, very warm out, and it is humid. The mugginess has returned. And uh, yeah, I'm no Joe Rogan, so I don't have a freaking podcast studio. Um, I have a ceiling fan about five feet above me that's going, hopefully you won't be able to hear it once I produce this shit up, but I can hear it. It sounds like I'm in a, a helicopter. And as well, because it's 80-something degrees out and it's humid, and I refuse to put my air conditioner in yet because I'm a cheap bastard, all the windows are open. So I got a window open behind me. I got a window open over here, over here, up there, over here. So through my headphones, I can hear uh, woodpeckers and bees and cars coming by, you know. I tell you, the stuff I have to deal with to bring you folk the quality broadcast. Jesus. All right, anyways, I just, uh, last week, I was, uh, had a great opportunity fall in my lap. Um, And uh, these are the kind of opportunities I need. There is a fantastic comedian of at least 16 years' experience. His name is Dusty Slay. Look him up. D U S T Y. Typical spelling for Dusty. His last name is Slay, S-L-A-Y. And uh, every night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time or 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, depending on which coast you're from, on Instagram, Dusty does a live show on his Instagram. Uh, It's called Storytime with Dusty Slay. And he does this every night, like I said, and it's live. And he usually has on about four guests. And uh, he and the guests basically share true funny stories. And I have been asked to make an appearance on Dusty's live show. Um, I have not gotten a solid date yet, but uh, the offer was made to me and I did accept. I'm just waiting for my time slot. Could be this week. The second I know, I will post it on my social media pages so you guys can tune in and watch me uh, shoot the shit with a famous comedian, Dusty Slay. Uh, He's done all the late night shows, uh, made several appearances on Lights Out with David Spade. Uh, before COVID, and then uh, Comedy Central canceled that. But uh, hilarious dude. His show is awesome. He's awesome. Um, He was actually just starting out as a comic in 2004 in Charleston, South Carolina. And I was in Charleston, South Carolina in 2004. And um, I know Dusty indirectly through a friend of ours that we have mutually that lives down in Charleston. And he's the guy that hooked me up with uh, Dusty. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to do that. That's going to be the biggest opportunity that I've had to go on a uh, you know bigger comedian's show. And Dusty is definitely high level, man. He's Like I said, he's done all the late night shows. So... Your boy Johnny, man, he's working his way up the food chain. It takes a lot of time and years, but, uh, you know, when opportunities like this come along, we're a comedian of 16 years who's pretty damn famous, done all the late-night shows, asks your lonely boy here, John, to do his uh, show. It's pretty awesome, and uh, I'm flattered. I cannot wait for that. I, I will be the first to admit I'm a little bit nervous. 
you know, got to have that many people watching me on a major program like that. But uh, hey, you got to get your feet wet somehow, sometime, right? So that's going to be pretty freaking cool. Um, moving on, as you know, I have a lot of topics that we talk about on each podcast, and uh, they are all random, and some of them are short. So yeah, maybe I should change the podcast to Random Thoughts with John Ares. But yeah, buying new clothes sucks, and there's nowhere to go. This is a problem I have. Um, In the last year, I've lost, uh, I don't know, like 40 pounds. I was a little hefty. I was a few extra pounds. I turned into small-boned to big-boned, and now I'm back to being small-boned. I went from wearing a size like 36, 38 waist to down, I'm now down to like a 30, 32 guy's waist. So as a result of that, uh, over the winter, I had to buy all new clothes because nothing I had fit. There are some t-shirts I have in my closet right now that would literally come down to my knees that fit me last year. Now they don't. So I have a ton of shirts, most of which, I, you know, kind of fit me. But like I said, some of the shirts that I have literally go down to my ankles and it looks horrible. Um, so anyways, I need some new clothes because I am now much thinner than I was a year ago, especially shorts. But there's a problem. There's a worldwide pandemic. And here in Massachusetts, there are no clothing stores open. And I don't know about you, but I'm not a big, you know, fan of ordering clothes online because I don't know whether I'm going to like it. I see the picture. I can read the material it's made out of and all that kind of stuff. But until you try it on, you just don't know whether you're going to like it or even if it's the right color. And then if it ain't the right size or the right color or you hate the material, then you got to fucking ship it back and then you got to wait and then it's a pain in the ass. I would rather drive down to my local mall, go into a store, try on the friggin' shorts. If they fit, great, I'm done. There's no waiting for the shipping and then figuring out it don't fit. Now you got to get a return label, ship it back, order the right size that comes in. Maybe that don't fit. I don't have time for that shit, people. So I need shorts. None of my shorts fit, but there's no stores to go to. What am I going to do? So um, some of my favorite shorts of all time are the Abercrombies. I'm wearing uh, Abercrombie uh, cargo pant, uh, cargo shorts right now. These things were like 20 years old, and they're still like high, high quality. A lot of people really like the American Eagle cargo shorts. Um, but what's crazy, you go on to American Eagle's website, every pair of cargo shorts that American Eagle uh, sells are sold out. So <laughs> um, so that's just it. I, I don't really know what size I am right now. I think I would take like a 30 or a 32 waist shorts, but I'm not sure. And I don't want to play this two-month shipping back and forth game with an online retailer. And I can't go to a mall and try on shorts because there's no clothing stores open so i'm literally stuck walking around in uh shorts that look like they're 20 sizes too big for me so that's my dilemma so if you think you have it rough imagine if you were me and had to walk around with shorts that are 10 times too big (laughs) yeah so that's one of my dilemmas i need shorts i hate buying clothes but i i need shorts and there's nowhere to go to get them. And the online thing is just too much, uh, too much trouble. All right. You know, I came across a great, a great hashtag the other day. Um, 
on Twitter. And the hashtag is, I knew I had cabin fever when. So it's people, you know, telling, you know, true stories with the hashtag, I knew I had cabin fever when about, you know, people losing their mind in the lockdown and all that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, I'll tell you people the moment I realized I had been locked down too much. I've talked about it a couple times before, but, you know, I realized I was losing my mind uh, due to quarantine a couple different ways. I went from showering once maybe every other day because I never left the house because I work at home and I work overnight to I'm now showering two to three times a day just so I can feel like I've accomplished something because there's nowhere to go. I work from home. Everyone else is working from home. Everybody's quarantining. The only stores that are open are freaking grocery stores. There's nowhere to go, nothing to do. So when you're stuck home or like locked in a vacancy, so to speak, you're looking for shit to fill up the hours. And how have I done that? I've been showering three times a day just to keep my day moving along. I'm bored. I'm tired of pacing. Eh, why not go shower for the third time a day? I started shaving my head. I used to have a full, full load of hair up here. I even had the, you know, the spiked up front bangs and everything. And then slowly but surely, the hairline started to recede. And I started to wear a hat. And I got really self-conscious about it. Until about a month ago, I said, the hex with it. I'm taking a bick to my head. And I did. And I love it. I can't stop touching it. It feels like my ass. Minus the hair. But yeah, anyways, um, I love shaving my head. I do it every day now, and I love the look of it. I love the feel of it. I've got it down to where it's like four or five minutes, completely done. Don't miss anything. Love it. Absolutely love it. So yeah, I started to realize I was losing my mind when I went from showering zero times a day to three to four times a day, and I started shaving my head, and I started putting my TV remote control into the refrigerator. Swear to God. I was looking for the TV remote one night and I found it inside my refrigerator. Yeah, that's what lockdown has been doing to me, man. Poor, poor little remote control I was trapped in the refrigerator. <laughs> All right. In other news, in left field news, all right, Hitler's alligator has passed away. That's right. Hitler evidently had a pet alligator named Saturn. And uh, that alligator was still alive and kicking in the Berlin Zoo up until a couple of days ago. Did you guys know that? That Hitler had a pet alligator named Saturn and that shit was still alive and it just died this past weekend. And I'm thinking to myself, boy, man, if alligators could talk, I wonder what kind of stories that alligator has. Because Hitler was a fucked up evil person, right? Can you imagine the stories that that alligator could probably tell if that alligator could talk? You know, how many people, <laughs> how many people do you think Hitler fed to his pet alligator? That thing's probably eating a few people. You want to disagree with me, do you? Uh, Saturn, come hither. Ah. <laughs> uh. How, okay, apparently another way people have been fighting the COVID lockdown pandemic boredom is to put up Christmas lights. 
I thought Christmas lights was something that we did uh, in December to celebrate Christmas and Jesus's birthday, but apparently people have gotten so stir crazy during lockdown that they've just decided to put their Christmas lights up in May, which is great, right? Because it's something to do, right? You're staying home, which is good. And then, uh, yeah, if you're putting lights up in May, when it you know comes around to uh, November, December, you don't have to do it again. That's perfect. There's people around here. Uh, they used to be known as white trash, but now I just think it's smart. There are people in this area that live in, you know, the outskirts that, uh, yeah, they don't take their Christmas lights down just out of pure laziness. They're like, eh, what's the point of having them up all winter and being all pretty? Then you've got to take them down in the spring, put them back up. Just leave them up. The house is 30 years old. I will have 30-year-old lights. Never take them down. There you go. Work, work smarter, right? Not harder. So there you go. People used to be laughed at for having uh, Christmas lights on their house in April because they were too damn lazy. Now people are putting them up because they're bored. And then you won't have to do it again when uh, Christmas comes back around. So that's crazy. You know, I thought my boredom level had hit a new low, but uh, I haven't gotten quite bored enough yet where I'm going to go outside and put Christmas lights up in May. I haven't gotten there yet. Um, you know, it's another crazy thing. This is something that was told to me when I was younger. Like a lot of things. And like a lot of things, you really don't get it until you live it. People can tell you till you're blue to the face, uh, you know, when you're 20, that when you turn 40, you ain't going to feel any different. And you might think to yourself as a 20-year-old, eh, he could be right, but eh, he's old. And then you reach 40 and you realize, damn, that guy was right. I'm 40 and I feel no different from when I was 20. You know, there's just certain things you have to experience. And um, what I was always kind of taught is that, uh, you know, when you're a little kid, you got parents, right? And the parents are responsible for you and raising you right and feeding you and making sure you stay out of trouble and do good in school. And then when the kids grow up, the parents get old. And the older the parents get, they kind of turn into children. So then the parents, or the children rather, have to become the parent to their elderly parents. And that's exactly the point where me and my brothers are at with my father. My father's 76 years old. He's highly at risk for COVID. Uh, he is very stubborn. He won't listen. And I have literally turned in to the parent, talking to him like he used to talk to me, you know, 30-something years ago, you know? Um, so it, it's just crazy. Has anyone else experienced that yet? I, I literally, I don't have any kids that I know of, at least. I'm still waiting for that email or phone call one day. But uh, yeah, I don't have any kids, but literally my child has turned into my father. My father, and this might be true for most elderly people, you know, it's like the older you get, it's like you kind of reset back to, you know, it's like 76-year-olds are kind of like six-year-olds, you know? Um, so yeah, it, 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 it's, I am now the voice of reason for my father. The same kind of stuff that he used to tell me maybe as a teenager when he was in his 30s or 40s, I'm telling him now. 
I have to remind him to use common sense and to think smartly. And I have to, uh, you know, show him, you know, how to do things and uh, coach him how to not be so negative and pessimistic and look on the bright side of things. You know, I have become the parent to my father. And I literally treat him like almost you know, with respect, but like a kid, like a high school kid. But yeah, I mean, as people get older and start to lose their minds and that kind of stuff, uh, us as the kids now turn into parents for our, uh, for our parents. So yeah, I have become a very good parent, just like Trump is a good president. <laughs> oh, God. So anyways, yes, we all have parents, right? None of us were immaculately concepted, I assume. And when you get older and your parents get older, you will now have to take care of them. And that's where I am with my father. And it's, uh, it's pretty crazy. Because like I said, he acts like a stubborn little kid. And I'm the rational parent now. You know, he's the most at risk for COVID. Uh, but he's insisting at this point now that he does his own grocery shopping. And uh, he wants to go to church and shit like that. Because church is just reopened in mass. And uh, that's just the thing, people. Um, COVID is still out there. It's just as deadly. Nothing's changed from two months ago when everybody was scared and literally inside their house, afraid to go to the, the like, you know, driveway. Nothing has changed. I think people are forgetting that. Nothing has changed from two months ago. The virus is just as prevalent, just as deadly. Except now people are used to it. People have become accustomed to the danger and the risk. And because we've been living this new normal for two to three months now, I feel like people think they're immune to it. I really do. There's a lot of complacency, I see, not just with my father, but even with me. I'm taking more risks than I was two months ago, but I'm not taking anywhere near the risks I see other people doing. There are people I see on a daily basis that are literally like COVID never existed, you know? It's Memorial Day weekend. F fuck the worldwide pandemic. I'm going to the beach. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. It, it's, it's crazy. You know, two months ago, literally everybody was afraid to set foot out of their house. And now today, nothing has changed. The virus is still out there, still deadly. Death toll keeps going up. But just people have become used to the danger. You know? Um, I was talking, I've talked about this in the last couple of podcasts. It's amazing to me, but social distancing is going away. People are really getting out of the house, stuff starting to open up. And I think people have become really complacent with the danger that's out there. And I think it's going to bite some people in the ass. I really do. Nothing has changed people from two months ago when everybody was literally afraid to step foot out of their house. Now everybody just runs went out of their house hops in the car no gloves no mask fuck it right but that's 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 the wrong attitude it really is i agree that we have to reopen america and i agree that people need to start seeing each other and being more social but at the same time you have to understand that nothing has changed from two months ago the virus is still out there there's still no cure people are still going to die people are still going to get it people are still going to get sick nothing has changed but the complacency with, uh, you know, just the fact that we've gotten used to this danger, it doesn't mean that it, you still can't get bitten in the ass by it. 
So yes, I agree that we have to reopen America, but we have to be smart and we have to be vigilant and we can't forget that nothing has changed from two months ago when you were still afraid to leave your house to now. Nothing's changed. It's just we are now used to living with the danger and I believe that a lot of us think that we can't get it because we've been living in this new normal for so long and everything's just been working out for a lot of us and people are just like, hey, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, nothing can happen to me. I can't catch COVID. That only happens to people on the news. Eh. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like I said to you guys a few podcasts ago, if all of a sudden they were just to reopen everything across the board tomorrow, no mask required, everything reopened, I would still be wearing one around people when I couldn't keep my distance. Because I give a shit about other people. If I get COVID, I might live. I might die. I'll probably live, you know? But this is more than just about me. They're telling everybody to stay home, not necessarily to keep you safe, but to keep you from infecting other people. How bad would you feel that your ass, because you couldn't stay home and not go to the beach on Memorial Day weekend, how, how bad would you feel if you realized that a week later that you actually infected 15 people and that 10 of them died? 10 people had to lose their grandmother or grandfather just because you couldn't stay the fuck home. This is it, people. They're telling the vast majority of us to stay home, not really to protect you, but to protect everybody else. In order for this to work, people have to be selfless. They have to think about themselves and other people. And that is a truly foreign concept to a lot of us. So, I don't know. You're we're trying to entrust all of America to uh, use common sense and their best judgment and uh, treating this virus seriously because it's, it's still serious. It's just like I said, we've been living with it for two, three months now, and I don't think people are scared of it anymore. And uh, on one hand, that's a good thing because we shouldn't have too much anxiety over it. But at the same time, you, 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 you know, you just can't ignore the danger. It's just as dangerous as it was two months ago, people. But now people just seem to really just be treating it like it never even happened. And uh, that's not cool. There are still landmines buried in that field. But now people are just running through it and skipping through it with hula hoops on, you know, whereas before people wouldn't even cross that field. So just saying, we've become too complacent with the danger. All right. Now, you folks have heard me rip into Donald Trump on this podcast a billion times, a billion times. He's an easy target. I've told you this countless numbers of times. I do not like Donald Trump. I did not vote for Donald Trump. I am not a Republican, but I'm not a Democrat or a liberal either. I'm kind of in the middle. I see pros and cons with pretty much all sides of the argument here, okay? I think Donald Trump is doing a decent job running the country. I really do. But do I like him as a person? No. I didn't like him 20 years ago. Still don't like him as a person. But I think he's a decent president. Obama wasn't a very good president, but I thought the guy acted and spoke like the best president we ever had. So it's like if you could have taken how Obama carried himself and spoke and just how 
you know, commanding he was behind a podium. Like when he spoke, I listened. He just had a presence up there and a way of speaking that was so presidential. So can you imagine having a president that had the speaking prowess in just presence of um, Obama, but was doing the job behind the scenes that Trump was doing? It would be like the ultimate president. I think Trump is actually doing a decent job. I just think he's a complete fool telling people to like inject themselves with Clorox. That's just one of the 8 billion stupid things he says. However, right or wrong, when somebody else screws up, it doesn't mean I'm not going to go after him. And this time it's Biden. Uh, apparently Biden, I didn't see it on TV, but I saw it online. Biden was run, has been running a, um, a commercial for the past several days that basically beats up on Trump saying, hey, the COVID death toll keeps going up, and look what your president did this weekend. He golfed twice. This is what Biden's ad was against Trump. It showed Trump golfing, and then it showed a uh, graphic of the COVID deaths going up. Is there anybody out there that would see that commercial and then get angry at Trump. Just let me break this down for a second. Yes, he is the president of the United States. The president of the United States is a job, is it not? You work a job, I work a job. I work 40, 50 hours a week, eight hours a night, sometimes during the day, but I get off days, I get off hours. And what I do, on my days off or when I'm punched out is my business, okay? So if Trump golfed a couple times over the holiday weekend while he's not punched in on the time clock, who gives a shit what he does with his off time? Biden gets days off, you get days off, liberals get days off, conservatives get days off. What you do when you are off the clock is your business. But let's say Trump worked all holiday weekend, like 72 straight hours, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, he was in the White House. Do you think that COVID death toll graphic would have just stopped because Trump was punched in on the clock? Somehow no one was going to die over the weekend from COVID. That is literally one of the dumbest anti-Trump commercials I've ever seen in my entire life, bar none. So here I am. I usually beat up on Trump. Now I'm defending him and I'm beating up on Biden for such a stupid commercial. A commercial saying the COVID pandemic, everybody died over the weekend, but here's your president golfing. If he wasn't golfing, do you think people would have survived COVID over the weekend? It wouldn't have made a fucking difference. The guy can golf on his downtime. You do, or you might knit or sew or take a road trip to you know, Provincetown, I don't know what the fuck you do. But what you do on your off time is your choice. If Trump wants to golf, that's his fucking choice. Let him golf. But the point is, is this commercial is trying to say that your president was out golfing while people are dying from the pandemic. Well, yeah, a plumber might be out bowling while there's a hundred toilets that snap in half. Do you blame it on the fucking plumber? 
because the toilet snapped while he was bowling? Well, had he not been bowling and had he been plumbing, then the toilets wouldn't have exploded. No, it doesn't matter if Trump was hard at work in the White House or if he was on the golf course. People were going to die every day from the pandemic. It doesn't matter. But if you saw that commercial and got all emotional, like, oh, that's just another reason to hate Trump. Everyone's dying and suffering, and here he is on the golf course. That's the guy's right. What he does with his free time is his business. That's A. And B, even if he was working all weekend with some beakers and you know scientists trying to drum up a cure, people were still going to die. All right, I'll be the first to get in line to make fun of Trump when the moment calls for it. But at this point, Trump golfing has got nothing to do with COVID death numbers going up or down. Okay, but that's all this Biden commercial was, was just to get the left all worked up again, you know, by working off of their emotions. This is what the left does. The left works off of emotion and not rational thought. So how many people out there listening maybe to this or watching it, did you get butt hurt by the fact that Trump golfed this weekend while people died from COVID? What did you do this weekend? Did you go to the beach? Did you go shopping? Did you bat an eyelash? Is it your fault that people died from COVID? Why is it Trump's fault? Because he golfed. It's so ridiculous. I can't even stop talking about it. But this is what this commercial was. Biden went after Trump for golfing and said, look at the death toll going up for COVID and Trump's golfing. Yeah, the guy gets off hours, which he, he can do whatever he wants. If he wants to bowl or look at the stars, he can. You get time off, so does he. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. And don't sit there for a second and say, because Trump was golfing that more people died from COVID. Trump can't help it. You can't help it. Neither can I. All we can do to help the pandemic as regular just Joe Schmoes is stay the fuck home. That's what people in the government are asking you to do. I know it's summertime and I know you want to go to the beach and I know you want to have a barbecue and throw the fucking frisbee around and nobody's saying you can't, but you got to be smart about it. Not necessarily to protect yourself, but to protect the people who are most at risk. You get it? That's why they're having most of us wear masks. It's not to protect you. It's to protect people from you because so many of us have it and don't know it. Okay? And I don't know why this is so hard to wrap people's heads around. But yeah, that's crazy. Yep, here we go. Windows open in the house. Loud, annoying motorcyclist. Why do people do that? I think I talked about it last summer. The Harley riders. Okay, I love motorcycles. I would love to have another motorcycle, even though I almost killed myself on a motorcycle. I love motorcycles. But the guys that buy the big Harleys with the super loud exhaust that are just sitting at a stoplight going... And you can hear them like two miles away. It's like, dude, nobody wants to hear your Harley exhaust, you know, from 10 miles away while you're sitting there... You know, it, it's so fucking annoying. I don't get it. I don't get it. Do you really need to be heard 
20 miles away. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> you know? Oh my God, does that piss me off? It really does. People just don't give a shit, you know? People, people, you know, at two o'clock in the morning will, you know, with a loud exhaust on their car, will just blow down a street and wake the whole street up, you know, not, not once thinking that by what they're doing, they're waking the whole street up. It's amazing to me. And it's amazing to me because I was brought up by parents that really beat me over the head, so to speak, about thinking about other people and thinking about how my actions would affect other people. So when I don't see it, and I don't see it from pretty much everybody around me, that they're just walking around clueless like no one else in the world exists but them, it really, it really fucking drives me crazy. All right, moving on to another topic of conversation. What's next? So yeah, I told you guys today, is it's in the 80s here. It's in the 80s in the Boston area today, and it's humid. It's muggy. It's not the heat. It's the humidity. So anyways, yeah, in the, in the Northeast United States, we have two seasons. You would think we have four seasons, but we actually have two. We have fall. No, I'm sorry. We have winter and we have summer. We have a couple days of fall, a couple days of spring, and then it goes right from summer to winter, and then right from winter to summer, okay? Uh, a week or two ago, uh, I was in pants, sweatshirt, uh, freezing, had the heat on. And a couple days later, now it's in the 80s and 90s, and it's humid, and it feels like it's mid-July. So yeah, that's what happens here in the Northeast. You suffer through eight months of winter, and then uh, a couple days later, it's summer. And you got a couple days of uh, spring with temperatures in the 60s. That's it. So yeah. Literally had the heat on two weeks ago, and probably today I will be putting in the air conditioning units into the house. So if you want to move to the Northeast, that's what you get. Eight months of winter, four months of summer, couple days of uh, fall, couple days of spring. Um, yeah, I've already talked about how most people's fear of COVID has disappeared. And social distancing and staying at home just isn't happening anymore especially over this past holiday weekend. Man, I tell you, um, I went grocery shopping yesterday, and yesterday was Memorial Day. And, th and th thankfully, that was perfect, because not only, uh, I think, are Mondays the best day to go grocery shopping, and I probably shouldn't have given that tip out, but literally every time I go on a Monday, I find almost everything I need. When I go later in the week, like on a Wednesday or Thursday or a Friday, uh, I can't find anything. So I went yesterday on a holiday. So not only are, you know, a holiday, grocery stores aren't going to be too packed, and it wasn't. And on top of that, the paper aisle was almost full again. I was able to get another 12-pack of toilet paper. I got a 12-pack of Bounty paper towels, which was awesome. They even had hand sanitizer. First time I'd seen hand sanitizer in a store. So now I literally have um, everything I need and a pretty decent supply. I got like three boxes of gloves, a couple of masks, uh, really good masks. Um, I got cleaners, sanitizers, hand sanitizer. I'm pretty much set. The only thing I have not been able to find online or in a store still is any kind of a Clorox or anti, you know, bacterial spray cleaner, blah, blah, blah. That is the single last thing that I have not seen come back in the stores or online yet. 
But yeah, I literally saw hand sanitizer in stores yesterday. And I got more toilet paper and paper towels. So that was nice. But yeah, the amount of people that are back out on the roads and in parks um, is like it was before COVID hit. You know, a month ago, you could get in your car on a Tuesday afternoon. You, there'd hardly be anybody on Main Street, downtown. Nobody. Ghost town. Now it looks like it did before COVID happened. Um, everybody's back out and about, even though um, I actually believe it might be today uh, with phase one here in Massachusetts that they're reopening barbershops and salons and stuff like that by appointment only. So that should definitely be interesting. But uh, yeah, I think that's about all I have for you today. I hope you all had a great Memorial Day weekend, and I thank you for tuning in. And remember, keep an eye on my social media for uh, the night this week or next that I will be going live with comedian Dusty Slay on his Instagram for story time. That should be really fun, and I'm really looking forward to that. But yeah, anyways, I hope you guys had a great holiday weekend. I hope you are staying safe. I hope you are keeping your sanity. And remember, remember, we're still under a worldwide pandemic that has not occurred in 102 years. The virus is still out there and it, has, and it is still as dangerous as it was two months ago. Just remember that. I'm all about people venturing back out and trying to get their life back together. But just be vigilant and just remember that nothing has changed, okay? And that's all I got for you today. Thanks, everybody. Be safe, and we will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.